0: Sit down and buckle up. It's time for Track Talk with Bryce Sparling and Matt Ridgeway. Baby, baby,
1: baby! Let's go racing,
0: boys! Lights out, and away we go with another fantastic edition of TM5's Track Talk. I am Bryce Sparling here with me as always is my co-driver mr. Matt Ridgeway fresh off of a Bristol dirt race Matt how you doing today man
1: I don't know about the fresh part but I am uh, I'm here uh, in your typical 30 uh, year old getting old and slowly headed towards the grave I I slept on my shoulder last night and I must not have woken up to realize or rolled so I, I'm basically completely incapacitated this morning. Uh, Dude, I feel like I'm dying. I don't know. It's I the really worst. don't know. There was a point in my life where I've slept in, like I've slept in mud, rocks, volcano fields. Like there, I've, I've slept anywhere you. I've slept standing, sitting up, uh, like. And now, I, now you sleep on your shoulder when you're 30, and I, I basically can't turn my head today. So. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, but I'm here. I'm ready to do the podcast. Uh, all things considered, I can't complain.
0: So that's, that's the worst, dude. Just one day you wake up and you're like, I I used to sleep drunk with pizza on my chest on a on a sofa that was made for a five-year-old. And I slept fine, woke up the next morning and kept rallying. Now, if I don't sleep on the right way on my 3,000 thread count Egyptian cotton sheets the correct way, my neck hurts for a week. It sucks, yeah. man.
1: It's, uh, yeah, I'm, it's the I'm at that point. I must have slept on my side last night. I'm trying to sleep on my back because I've heard that you can do a lot of damage to your body as you get older if you sleep any other way. Um, so I'm trying <laughs> oh. to, tr- but I've slept on my side since I was, I don't know, old enough to know
0: how to go to sleep. <laughs> So, the way the way I sleep is the least of my body's worries. Yeah, I, do, I, do. I do a lot more damage to my body when I'm awake than when I'm asleep. Let me tell you, yeah.
1: <laughs> I'm I'm trying to retrain myself to sleep on my back so that I can avoid problems like this going forward. But I must have failed miserably in that category last night.
0: <laughs> Anyways, this is a racing podcast. Let's. I'm telling you, we're gonna nickname this podcast the podcast the tangent. I think that is, a, mean, that is a perfect it, nickname. For it's ours. We
1: do what we want.
0: <laughs> let's get to the racing at uh at bristol in dirt we had the trucks go off uh first no xfinity this weekend which i thought was a little odd i i, I saw the trucks running and i was like sweet we get the trucks xfinity and the cup series but it was just trucks and the cup series i was kind of bummed i was hoping we were going to see the xfinity cars go around the dirt
1: yeah i don't think that Track could handle three different series in one weekend. I that's mean, that's true. I, I didn't think about that. Yeah, they did. They did the best they could with it in, in to get it in good shape. And it was actually really good shape at the start of the race on Sunday, um, with all the rain and moisture we had. But I, I don't think if you'd have tried to fit a third series in that weekend, you could have had because we saw the track start to deteriorate and slick off by the end of the Cup Series race. I think that would have just been an exacerbated problem. um, If, if we'd had all three series there.
0: And I think that's one thing that a lot, a lot of times maybe the common viewer doesn't pick up is all the work that, you know, I guess they're not the grounds crew, but whoever is in charge of getting the track ready to race did a phenomenal job at the beginning of, of every single race. I mean, the heat races for the trucks and the qualifying thing. The track was perfect, and like you said, the moisture, the rain, the weather that we got coming in and out of Bristol, uh, they did a phenomenal job. And, and you know, as much praise as we can pile on them, they one thousand percent deserve it for the way that track was. The beginning of every single race, every single heat race, every single session uh, was was near immaculate, as to where you want to have Bristol when you have dirt on it.
1: Yeah, for sure. They they. They will that's a thankless job, and they'll never get enough credit, especially with how many people just complain for the fact that it's a dirt race, um, and we're never going to give it a chance. And I mean, that's that's a lot of the crowd. but at the same time, uh, the track the track was prepped and ready all weekend long, even with the weather, they did a phenomenal
0: job and i don't I don't understand this is another bigger issue, I guess, in NASCAR, but I, the people complaining about the dirt track race, and I understand them complaining about it being at Bristol. Uh, I've seen a lot of complaints there where they're like, why don't we have it at a traditional dirt track like Knoxville or Eldora? And I'm like, okay, that's fine with that, but I I love that NASCAR is thrown in a dirt race. I think the NASCAR schedule is in a beautiful, beautiful spot right now with the amount of short tracks, the amount of super speedways, the amount of mile and a half, the dirt track at Bristol, all the road courses that have been brought in. I I think it's phenomenally diverse and I think it is a great thing for NASCAR. Uh, And I think a lot of these fans that, you know, maybe some of the old heads that don't like the, the race, the, the, um, uh, the road courses, I think they might be coming around, at least from the comments that I've seen on Reddit. Um, But yeah, the the people that just don't want any dirt at all in NASCAR, I don't understand that It, it provides for honestly, a entertainment which i know you don't like but that's the that's the business nascar in but b some really good racing yeah it's so it's
1: good racing for a while i mean i like everybody i think everybody has an opinion on it at this point um i i kind of see both sides of it Let, let me establish this first of all i love racing so i don't care if we're racing on dirt or a road course in Chicago or North Wilkesboro or a giant Hot Wheels track, I'm going to show up and be just as committed to, to doing the best job I can and, and making the most out of the opportunity to compete and win, regardless of where that's at. Uh, at the same time, I kind of understand everybody's point that these cars just weren't built to be dirt cars. They're too heavy and there's too many of them. We saw about halfway through the by about the state, start of stage three at the Bristol Cup race, the track had been so compacted and so slicked off that you there was nothing left to do but turn laps for the rest of the night. There was nowhere to go. There was a couple of dirt guys left in the race that could still get the grip up top uh, in the cushion, but for the most majority of the field who isn't expert dirt racers and doesn't have the ability to do that, there was nothing to do but make circles and hold track position. So... I understand that people's arguments on both sides of the fields. Um, I, I think it's been pretty widely reported that the future of this race is uncertain, to say the least. And uh, I would go so far that. as I would go so far as to say that not only is it in jeopardy, but it's in doubt. I would think. Um,
0: that sucks man because this is this is really one of the races that i look forward to every single year it's one of the races that i uh, honestly it's sort of like monaco for me um monaco for f1 i watch every single thing that they can televise for monaco for f1 f2 whatever whoever is racing there i watch it and I, i do that at dirt with Bristol just because it's something different i get tired of seeing cars going around texas repeatedly uh week after week you know just these cookie cutter tracks and we we do get a bit of a break from the monotony here in this little break on the east coast Uh, but you know i I enjoy it i love it and if they get rid of it if they get rid of it and don't put another dirt track in there i'm i'm gonna be very bummed out man because I, i i enjoy it quite a bit but i think to your point i think the format needs to change if they do go to a dirt track um possibly like they have at the local dirt tracks in your, in your town, have an A main, a B main, and then take those heat races and have, you know, maybe 20 cars, you know, have, have, if you, let's just say you have 40 cars entered, you have a, a main with 20, a B main with 20, you take the top 10 from both of those and the top 10 for both of those race in a, um, a, what do they call The last race of the night of the, the dirt tracks, um, LCQ last yeah. year. qualifier. and, 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 you know, you have that, you have different, cause the heat races on, what well, was a Friday or Saturday night with the trucks? Phenomenal, yeah. phenomenal, and that was only with I think ten trucks, and and that was great, man. Haley Deegan did phenomenal in those in those heat races, and I thought that was great racing. Uh, I thought the heat races with the trucks was the best racing of the weekend, and I think it was because of the track not being as crowded and then being shorter races, so the the track didn't deteriorate as much as it did. Um, so if we if we remain at dirt tracks, I think the format needs to change a bit. Uh, and and this is you know dirt tracks are are new word to NASCAR in this generation. We had them way back when, but with this car, this generation, and everything, it's it's a new thing that NASCAR is trying to work through. And why not change some stuff up? You know, we have the Clash, which is a, a goofy start to the season, but there's no points awarded when we kind of tailor the rules towards it. I don't want the dirt track not to be a points race, but I think we can play around with the rules and experiment and see what works best for NASCAR on dirt. Because I think NASCAR on dirt is a good product.
1: Well, I guess we'll just have to stay tuned and find out because I know as much as you do all, I have heard
0: rumors
1: rumors of where we will be in place of spring Bristol next year. uh, And, and I'll leave those to the internet to continue to speculate on. I don't know how accurate any of those are. Uh, they're all just rumors and hearsay until they're announced by NASCAR. Because at this point, uh, I don't think anybody would be shocked if NASCAR was like, "We're going to race at Hockenheim Ring next March." <laughs> like, okay, everybody, get your passports We're Sie Deutsch, because we're going to Hockenheim Ring. Like, that just uh, who knows, man. But at the end of the day. I'm a racer. I'm glad you. I'm. I'm glad to hear some positivity about the race. I. I think most of the attitude toward, from general racing fans is negative. Um, I, I've heard tons of negative feedback. There was plenty of negatives that. Um, that were noticeable, uh, namely the emptiness uh, of that venue. I know Bristol holds uh, tons of people. It's not like your normal venue where there's one set of grandstands on the front stretch, so there's an opportunity to be more spread out and look uh, less attended than it was. But I will I will confidently tell you that the Bristol Dirt Race was the least attended event that I have been at this year. Um, well,
0: you have to take into consideration what weekend it was. It was it, Easter least, weekend. Yeah, no, yeah. I, I, yeah, yeah. I
1: understand there's reasons for that, but I think also – uh, a lot of people have raised the point that the novelty has worn off at the first year I went to the Bristol dirt race, the first year, just to curiosity alone. Like I, I had to see what this was going to look like. Uh, just, just the newness and the, the, you know, the newness, I, it just, you had to know I was curious. Um, but I Are you curious like a cat. I didn't, didn't go last year, and I, I would not have gone this year had I not been uh, being paid to be there. Um, so
0: so I will I, say I have no interest in going to this race. Yes. Uh, I, I want to watch it. It's great racing. It's great entertainment. I want to watch it. I want it to be on the calendar. I have no interest in going to this race, A, because this sounds dumb, but I don't want to get dirty. Like, when you go to a dirt race, you get stuff thrown up in your face and everything. I don't want to go and pay and travel up there, pay of dollars go up there, gas, hotel, yada, 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 to get dirty. And B, I don't know how well you can see. I remember you telling me that first time, the first race you were up in dirt, it was tough to see because of the dirt that was kicked up didn't look yes. as bad this week it looked like they had the track in, in much better condition didn't look as bad but that is, that is one of the concerning things that i think i would bring up if i were going to a dirt races i don't want to get dirty i know that sounds kind of frou-frou of me but whatever uh <laughs> I, I don't know i don't know if i'd be able to see the race properly And then this weekend it was easter weekend i mean it's a good excuse not to go to my wife's family's easter get-together which i would have loved And but then i would have got killed on monday when i got home
1: yeah uh all good points all good points um I will say that my comments, the first year about not being able to see that the track prep was a lot. Um, it was a lot different that first year they did the race in the middle of the day. Cause it got rained out on Sunday. So they did it at like 12 PM on Monday. And that's right. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. So the track wasn't, wasn't really prepped all the way and it just turned into a big dust bowl. Last year was better. This year wasn't too bad near the end of the race. It kind of got, uh, I, I, at track level, I noticed that I could see everything, but when I looked up at the stands, I could see a red haze in the air. Like, So I don't know if that was there the whole time or, or what the visibility looked like from that angle. Uh, from the pits, I could see everything all night just fine. Um, I actually, will, I, I'll say this, I didn't get as dirty as I thought I was going to. Um, just, I just thought I would be just generally filthy. Okay. And yeah. yeah. Uh, And and I wasn't. My clothes were a little bit dirty, but that was mostly from handling the tires that came back over the wall uh, because those are really dirty and dusty. Uh, And so where the the contact patch, I had like dirt tread marks all over my clothes. But like at the end of the, after the race was over, I uh, went and used the restroom and washed my hands and like, and I looked at my face in the mirror. I didn't wear any glasses. I seen people wearing like snow glass, like, uh, no goggles. goggles yeah yeah. Goggles. <laughs> yeah and like i didn't i didn't even wear regular glasses like i had no eye protection no nothing my face wasn't that dirty nothing in my eyes had no uh residual effects it was i i came home got a 10 minute shower hopped in bed around 1 in the morning and and was perfectly content to i thought i was going to be like stripping at the door yeah. Kept going to the shower have to hose uh, off
0: outside or something yeah
1: no it was it was nothing like that uh, the I, i'd be curious to know if the rental cars even know that we race dirt so <laughs> <laughs>
0: um yeah go, go ahead the, the i was gonna say the trucks let's get to the trucks racing at bristol logano weathers uh through a caution-filled truck race Uh, Moonlighting in the NASCAR Craftsman Truck Series on Saturday night, Joey Logano performed the perfect Bristol stop in winning the Weather Guard Truck Race on Dirt. The reigning NASCAR Cup Series champion swept the first two stages of the race at Bristol Motor Speedway's Dirt Track, led 138 of 150 laps and crossed the finish line 1.241 seconds ahead of Thor Sport Racing teammate Ty Majewski. Long runs were not the order of the day. The race was punctuated by 11 cautions for 64 laps as trucks rubbed fenders, cut tires, and spun on the slick clay surface with predictable frequency out front of virtually the entire race. Logano avoided the chaos behind him. I texted you on Friday night, I guess is when the truck heat races happened. I texted you about the trucks having some tire issues. I, I didn't see that issue come up in the Cup Series race, but it did seem to continue in the race for the Truck Series. Not as bad as that as the tires in the heat race so maybe it was a uh, tire pressure or something uh, but that was something that I was a little concerned about was the tires on the trucks and the heat races
1: yeah you you text me definitely caught me off guard because I hadn't heard I had not experienced any issue I mean we only ran so we had Friday rained out and so we ran our 15 lap heat race on Saturday and it was an impound race so I didn't even get to take those tires off the car until Sunday morning but um we we had relatively little tire wear all night and in fact i even heard public comments um when i was stacking my tires to return the good year after they came off the car uh people saying that they looked like they they were brand new um so in fact it was the it was the 14 car made the decision to stay out uh based on the first set of tire wear to come off the car and then um I'm sure we'll d- get into this discussion here in a little bit but uh notably Kyle Larson also made the same decision uh oh. that that tire wear wasn't a huge concern and uh elected to leave the tires that he had on on huh. So we'll come back around to that I'm sure
0: Yeah well Mr. Kyle Larson making the news rounds uh, but yeah, in the truck race, it was Dominic Balogano. Great racing back and forth. Uh, William Byron, a two-time cup winner this season, ran third in the 51 KBM Motorsports Chevrolet, which is weird to say still. Uh, Matt Crafton was fourth, followed by Grant Infinger, Jake Garcia, Chase Briscoe, Tanner Gray, Caden Honeycutt, and Matt DeBenedetto. I thought the truck race was. I thought it was phenomenal. I thought I thought all racing all weekend was great. It was entertaining. It was enjoyable. It was good racing. The truck series heat races were the pinnacle of the weekend. And if nobody watched it, that's their own fault. Watch more racing. Uh, the heat races were the best. And the truck series, <clears throat> the truck series race was good too. But the heat races were the best. I had a great time. Uh, got made fun of on Easter Sunday for for watching the um, the race over at everybody's house. Got called a redneck. So you know that's. Uh, <laughs> But hey, I wear that proudly. I like I like motorsports, I like all type of racing. Uh, NASCAR is just one of the one of the pieces of the pie to my motorsports love. But uh, that was the truck race. Moving on to the Cup Series race at Bristol. Uh, why does Kyle Larson hate Ryan Priest? What's up with
1: that? I don't think it goes that deep. Uh, I don't think it's hate. I think Kyle Larson just raced like a complete ass hat all night long. He didn't he didn't make just Ryan Priest mad. Uh, obviously, we're the center of the headlines because it came back around to him. But we weren't the only ones with the five uh, in our on our radio communication. We'll say that. So uh, <laughs> that's I don't know what his deal was. I think it's just the ex. I don't know. I mean, let's let, let's not forget Kyle Larson's still young. Like he's still, but his expectation. I think the world expects him to show up at a dirt track and dominate and win the race. And I think I don't know if that just got in his head or maybe he is just that much better than everybody else. And his respect for everybody else on the track is is so little that he thinks he can just race however he wants um, with no consequences. But I I don't I wouldn't say that Kyle Larson hates uh, Ryan Preece's any more than Kyle Larson probably hates any other car on the track uh, on any given night, uh, I mean, we've seen him. We've seen him race his teammates like that. Um, that's so true. That's very. It's true. not. I don't think it. I don't think he went out there with like a, the, a target. The forty-one, um, but it, he picked the wrong one. We'll say that.
0: Well, well, Kyle Larson after the race did call Ryan Priest a cottonhead and ninny muggins. So, well, I, that, there's that. He,
1: he did have a chance to get to a microphone before Ryan Priest did. Yes, so, he did. Uh, yes, yeah. he did. Uh, We were we were busy. We were still running when (laughs) speaking to a camera. So I hope he uh, I hope he enjoyed his private media session while the race was still going on.
0: So can can the crew when the crew chief and the spotter talk to each other? Does that radio communication go through to the driver as well? So there is there's channel one and channel two, and one of them
1: they can talk on either of them. One of them only they can hear. The other one Ryan can hear. Uh, I believe that all the conversation all night was had Ryan and like, I don't think there was any conversation that Ryan didn't hear. Um, it was, a it, it was a very much a no BS attitude. Um, well, and, Ryan
0: did a very good job of not commenting on the radio while he was in the car about a certain conversation that was going on between the spotter and the crew tree crew chief of, uh, of that yeah. Ford.
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, and, for those who don't know, most people probably know, but our crew chief, Chad Johnston, was Kyle Larson's crew chief at Ganassi. So they have a rapport with each other. I don't know how their relationship ended, on what terms. Like, uh, Obviously, they went their separate ways when Kyle Larson uh, recused himself from the NASCAR Cup Series a couple of years ago. <laughs> Took an extended hiatus, a sabbatical. Hey, uh, hey, but this grow,
0: grow is a Sunday. person. This last Sunday wasn't Kyle Larson's worst Easter ever, so... No, no, it was not.
1: (laughs) Um, But but at the same time, like, uh, Chad, Chad was pretty... Chad's already kind of a no BS... I don't want to say he's fiery. I think Ryan's more fiery than Chad. Chad's kind of down to earth, but Chad definitely stoked the flames of the fire, talking about, you know, at... I guess he he thinks he can just do whatever he wants. He, he made the comment on the radio, like uh, my something to the effect of how times have changed uh, that, that Kyle Larson used to be, uh, I don't, I'm not going to put words in Chad's
0: mouth, but I don't remember. uh, Yeah. I don't remember like perbatim what he said. I I just remember uh, Chad. And what's your spotter's name?
1: uh, Andy, Andy Houston.
0: I remember Chad and Andy going back and forth on the radio, implying that maybe a little extracurricular payback was due well
1: i think they were just talking crap about the way that larson ran us for no reason that early yeah. in the race
0: yeah um and ryan like, did a great job of staying out of it because that that's when nascar would have hopped in if, if ryan oh, would have yeah. hopped in and said yeah. yeah i'm gonna pay him back or i'm gonna hit him or commented yeah. at all that's when nascar would have hopped in find them suspended them whatever and, and ryan did a great job of you know just saying nothing whether whether they whether that was on the channel that the ryan could hear or not good job by ryan of you know, hey, he tried to make that corner there later than race, just couldn't get it sticking right. Kyle yeah. Larson would just happened yep. to be in the way. You know what it is, what it yep. is. Race just, just got loose coming off the corner and 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 chased it up high.
1: And happens, dude. It's third. Happened dirt. to be happened to be the car that were, put us in the fence forty laps earlier. So could have
0: been anybody. Could have been anybody. Could have been funny.
1: anybody. Yep. Could yep. have been anybody. I hate that <laughs> for that. Just hate that for. I was. And what was really funny is, and this is what most people probably won't know, is that the. The haulers are parked in order by points, but the haulers are parked together by a team. So, right now, with like even though the 41 is absolutely buried in the points, I don't even want to, I don't know where we're at. I don't care. I don't want to know anymore. Um, The four is like third in points. So, you've got the Gibbs haulers, one, two, three, four. Then you've got I don't know, track house one and two. And then you've got SHR haulers one, two, three, four. And then whoever's behind us. Uh, Alex Bowman is fourth in the points. So you are Larson's fourth in the points. So you have the Hendrick haulers right next to, so because the 41 is the last in points for Stuart Haas and the five is the first in points for Hendrick. Those two haulers are right next to each other. <laughs> and I, I don't know if you know this about Bristol, but there's no garage. There is. So when they don't even
0: watch, know you could get all the haulers in the infield.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's where the crew chiefs were. Uh, the so all the hauler race from on top of the haulers, and oh the five
0: really could all fit in there. Wow, the
1: five hauler and the forty-one hauler were parked next to each other, and so when the five <laughs> is retired from the race, they are they're not only right next to our truck, but they're right behind our pit box because our pit box was just assigned because this. On a normal weekend, you pick your pit box based on qualifying. But because there were no competitive pit stops this week, we were assigned pit stop pit stalls before the weekend started. And so it just so happened that the four SHR stalls were right behind the four SHR trucks. Completely coincidence. It almost never happens. Um, usually, with your luck, it's they're usually about as far away from each other as they can be. <laughs> um, uh, but, but in this case, so we were right behind our truck and then the so they the the five car after larson got out is sitting right behind us the crew the 41 crew behind the wall like we can touch it (laughs) and (laughs) and so obviously tensions were high I, i will say that the five crew was very professional uh as as were we and maybe I I, I I kind of expected tensions to be a little bit higher between the two, because we're all competitive. Like, right. I, I want it, I mean, it's your job. You're out there to yeah. win. Like, yeah, yeah. I, I understand. Like, we're not happy with the guy that drove that car. They're definitely not happy with the guy driving our car. But, but there were no issues. because I'm walking by these guys running tires. Chad canals is standing there. Like, um, and, and there was no, there was nothing. Nothing unprofessional that happened between the two teams behind the wall. Um, So the drivers, they, they can sort it out themselves. I think they're over it. I'm pretty sure Priest is over it. Priest is, I don't, you may see that kind of driving from Priest going forward, not directed at Larson, but just anybody because He's tired of getting run over. I don't um, blame him.
0: It's been, it's yeah, been, it's, how, how many weeks have been, we've been racing? It's been that many weeks that he's I, I don't know. I think, been, I think we've
1: been, I think we've been touched, uh, like hit by every car in the field, uh, except for our teammates at this point. So yeah, I think, yeah. and that's what Priest said on the radio. He's like, I'm tired of the excuses. Like after, you know, we spun out because of a broken toe link from the contact with Larson um, or the wall caused by Larson. I think priest is just over all of it. Cause this is the third week in a row that we've had a top 10 car on yeah. speed and no top tens. Uh, we did. And that's three different track. We've got a road course at Coda. We were fat, a top 10 speed Richmond short track. We were top 10 speed. And now this weekend on dirt, three different venues, three different track surfaces, all three
0: with speed and nothing to show for it. And, and Even the Clash, I know that wasn't the points and I know you didn't get hit, but I, I mean, still that adds to the frustration of being yeah, a top absolutely. 10 in speed and, and not being able to capitalize. Yes,
1: we do not have a top 10. Our highest finish this year is Phoenix, which is 12th. So we, yeah, exactly. And that's, <laughs> that's not where any of us thought we were going to be because our cars it's aren't. It's not where the car should be. It's, it's no, not. It, it's not yeah, no, no. Car's it be a top 10 Based on speed, it hasn't been. Now we unloaded at Phoenix and practiced like 30th. Like we missed on the setup there. And we fixed it overnight. And I mean, like I said, we ran twelfth to Phoenix. We made the car better all day long, or or Chad's, uh, the crew chief did. But
0: I don't know. I heard it was big time it, tires that day. Or that was uh, well. Reason. I mean,
1: most of the adjustments were air pressure. But I'm just Boom. doing what Chad says. Like I'm.
0: Uh, yeah, you don't say that part. It, uh, I'm not I, taking I'm the initiative pressure. and
1: be like, oh, I think this will make it better. Not. Nah, <laughs>
0: Chad's telling, slapped,
1: me, Chad's telling me from the top of the box what he wants done with the tires, and I'm just making sure that
0: happens. Flap four tires on there and come over the radio. By the way, guys, I put four more uh, round, four more pounds of pressure in the the right rear. Just I, I know you guys didn't ask it, but I think it's going to improve the race a lot.
1: Yeah. So <laughs> uh, that's all. That's all, Chad, not me. But at the same time, like we we've had fast cars and we have not been and and. I think part of this is Ryan just trying to take care of his stuff. He knows this is his opportunity, and he finally has fast cars, um, and and probably his last opportunity if he doesn't make it in the Cup Series with with this. That's you only get, you know, two tries. You're not unless you bring tons of money, and you got a rich daddy who will fund your entire career as long as you want to keep going. Uh, not that there's any of that in the Cup Series. But, oh no!
0: Absolutely, but not. for it a guy happened. like
1: Ryan, who's scrapped and clawed his way to the top, you only get so many opportunities. Um, he he's been bought out of his ride before uh, by another, at another team, and he's really sacrificed a lot for this opportunity. At SHR, and he finally feels like we have a team that is capable of winning. Maybe not every week right now, but but certainly there are race tracks on the calendar we have circled this year. With the expectation to go compete
0: for a win, this weekend is one of those weekends. That's, that's exactly um, what I was about to say. This weekend has to be circled on y'all's on y'all's calendar because you have for, the short track speed.
1: But for the other weekends, like when you're at a Coda and when you're at a Bristol Dirt, and you have top ten speed, it's you know maybe we're not banking on winning there or expecting to compete for a win there. But it's important to capitalize a win on those days where you have top ten speed. Um, it's and good for morale too. Yeah, I mean, I, and I won't say morale's bad right now. I, I will say all of us are pretty frustrated, uh, especially after three weeks of actually having a fast car. Yep. Um, so, I don't know. We'll we'll see how it goes, but as far as the five goes, I don't think you're seeing the, uh, the budding of a rivalry or anything. I think Kyle Larson was just racing like a meathead all night. I'll use meat and substitute for another word. And... <laughs> to everybody, and it, it, what comes around goes around. He got raced by a driver who raced
0: him like he'd been raced. And and this week, you go right back to a short track, uh, and there's going to be oh, ample, yeah. ample opportunity for and, a little slide jobs.
1: If, if everything works out as expected, both of those cards will be towards the front of the field for uh, a percentage of the race, if not all of it. So... Uh, it it would behoove them to bury the hatchet between each other. Um, the five definitely has more to lose than we do right now, so I think they'll be eager to uh, move on from this. And and Ryan obviously the forty one we're so far back in points we need to be focused on us and not worried about anybody else right now. And I, I think, think that's, Ryan
0: should be chesty. Just come out in the interviews, <laughs> you know, this Thursday, Friday. And just be chesty about it. You know, start like a Bryson DeChambeau, Brooks Koepka type rivalry in NASCAR this year. You know, be chesty. Hey, listen, this guy spun me out. He doesn't know what he's doing on dirt. This guy is so far away removed from being a dirt champion. He's got no idea what he's doing up there. Can't control his car. Can't control his teammates. Nothing. Spins people out, hits people. Be chesty up there start a little uh, start a little controversy Get a little fire lit under there i don't think that's the route we want to take right now especially
1: being <laughs> where we are in points that's kind of opening up a can of worms in the court of public opinion now speaking of the court of public opinion that was fun i've never been booed by race fans before and and flipped off and the, the fans at bristol were i mean obviously kyle larson is one of the more popular drivers in the series. He's a Hendrick so, guy, of course he is. So regardless of who was right and who was wrong in this situation, and who deserved what they got, uh, the court of a public opinion was squarely in the corner of Larson, uh, and the fans let us know about it after the race. There's a uh, they were in Ryan's interview where he's talking uh, that every reporter posted because they were all in his face as soon as he got out of the car. You can see us standing behind the car and every once in a while we'll turn around and look at the stands we were being heckled like it was it was it's pretty good like honestly i mean all the fans there it's Easter night they're drunk they're dirty like they're they're tired and their favorite driver got put in the fence by himself uh but but they're gonna be mad at somebody and that somebody was us and it was we had a good time like uh i kind of just snickered about it other guys you may have uh, made some comments back to the fans. Uh, it That's was, awesome, it was, dude. I love that. Yeah, it was it was a good time. I, I've never been booed and flipped off by race, or by <laughs> anything. Anyway. So that was a unique experience. Uh, it, it was cool.
0: Uh, Christopher Bell did end up winning the race. Uh, Bell held off charging Tyler Reddick in the final stages of the 250-lap race. Bell held a slim lead over Reddick when NASCAR called the 14th Caution of the day with 200 yards left in the final lap. A dirt track aficionado who won three straight Chili Bowl Midget Nationals from 2017 to 2019. Bell collected his first victory of the season and his fifth of his career. It wasn't until lap 223 that Reddick passed eventual fifth place finisher Chase Briscoe for second position as Briscoe scraped the outside wall in turn four. Redick began his pursuit of Bell, but the final caution foiled any opportunity he might have have had we turn the page on bristol dirt and look forward to martinsville this weekend matt and and the big news i think martinsville coming up this weekend the big news in nascar is chase elliott is back in the car this week for the martinsville race um just what a month and a half after breaking his tibia or fibia or tibia
1: cracking Um, his tibia in
0: half um
1: yeah i honestly we kind of heard rumors last week that, that he was close, if not um, imminently returning. So, uh, kind of if the first, most of us inside the industry probably not surprised with yesterday's news. Uh, obviously, Chase is going to take the path of least resistance back to the car. Whether that, uh, as soon as he's medically cleared, there's no doubt he was headed back uh, to the car. So, the speculation that maybe he'd take a couple of extra weeks off just to make sure he's 100%, uh, probably not a surprise that he is...
0: um he said to hell with that.
1: Yeah, that he's ready to get back in his race car. And as you'd expect. Uh, so certainly understandable. Glad to have him back. Better for the sport. Um, yeah, I remember what it was like as a fan in 2016, 17, when 16 when dale jr got hurt like that was for a while as a kid that was the only reason i even watched uh nascar was dale jr and so it was it was tough for me as a fan to watch dale jr's car out there without dale jr in it so i I understand what that was like for people uh on that end of it but
0: uh glad he's back and i'm trying to think his dad dale's dad dale senior Man, how how many? He was out for a week or two. He broke like his collarbone. He had a bad wreck, and he broke he broke a bunch of a bunch of bones in his body. And he was only out for like a week or two. Came back or was he even out? I don't remember now. But he came back. He came back like really soon to Watkins Glen and won at Watkins Glen with like a broken collarbone, like broken ribs, like all this you know battered body. Uh, so yeah, it was a it was, it was one of my early memories as a little kid was watching. Dale Senior <laughs> win at Watkins Glen, just beaten and battered up. So that was a uh, that was pretty neat. My son's gonna be happy that Chase Elliott is back. He's a he's a big Chase Elliott fan. Unfortunately, I can't turn him. So uh, <laughs> that's all right. Yeah, he's from Georgia. We'll give him a pass. Yeah, that's always what his first comment is when I'm watching the race. Where's Chase Elliott, Dad? And I'm like, I don't know. I don't love with Chase Elliott. Whatever. Uh, but yeah, they traveled to Martinsville this weekend. Chase Elliott is back in the car. Uh, schedule looks like this. We have the Craftsman Truck Series Xfinity and Cup Series all uh, driving this weekend at Martinsville. I, I know a lot of people don't like Martinsville because it's a short track, it's slow, but I'm a huge Martinsville fan. I like uh, I like short tracks. I think it's I think you know, I don't know if this is right or wrong, but I think it takes more skill to win at short tracks than it does these super speedways where you're you're just gassed the entire time, you know? There's there's no shifting, there's no braking um it's just drafting i guess it's a different sort of skill set but I, i've always said it's a little it takes a little bit better of a driver to win at short tracks than it does these big super speedways in my opinion and which yeah you know. certainly any
1: track that has heavy braking uh, uh that reminds me that the tires coming off the, the car this year this week are going to be hot i need to wear gloves sometimes i can handle tires with uh just my hands they're they're always warm but um this weekend they're gonna be they're gonna be steaming yes uh, yeah. don't touch them nope. so uh you certainly these have a little bit more takes a little bit more talent uh, i will say that the next gen car and the ability to shift has made it a lot easier track position is a lot more important than talent uh so it will matter where you qualify and start the race uh and and try to hold on all day uh, it'll be tough to get track position if you have a bad practice in qualifying on Saturday. So,
0: hey, on a side note, what are they going to do with those dirt tires that came off the cars? They just have uh, no them? idea. No, I don't. Okay. I don't have a clue. I'd like to. Uh, I'd like to get my hands on one of those if I could possibly commandeer one. If that is going to be the last dirt race. That'd be kind of cool. Kind of cool. Uh, mm-hmm. What's it called? Not Memento. Is that what it's called? Memento. I don't know what word I'm Memorabilia? For. Memorabilia, maybe. I don't know. i got a perfect spot up there on my wall. That I can hang a big old tire. Uh, but, yeah, we got Martinsville this weekend. Uh, the trucks will practice on Friday at 3 on FS1, then qualify at 3.35 on FS1, practice for Xfinity Series at 5 on FS1, then 5.35 for qualifying for Xfinity, all of that on FS1. And then the trucks will race at night, 7.30 in the Long John Silvers. Didn't even know that restaurant was still open, but apparently it is and the Long John Silver's 200 on FS1. Then we flip the calendar to Saturday. Uh, We have garage hours at 11.30 a.m. for the Cup Series, and the Cup Series will practice at 4.35, qualifying at 5.20. Uh, Qualifying and practice for the Cup Series will be on FS2. On FS1 in the Xfinity Series at 7.30 that night, it is the, Matt, and I kid you not, this is the name, this is the sponsor of the Martinsville race for the NASCAR Xfinity series. The call, 811.com before you dig.250 on FS1 Saturday night, Saturday night. That is the uh, official sponsor for the Xfinity race on Saturday night. And then on Sunday, we have the NOCO 400 at 3 p.m. That is also on FS1 for the NASCAR Cup Series. Matt, who you got this weekend? Uh, us. Yeah, I like it. I like it. It it has to change. It has to change.
1: Yeah, got. I got a short track driver, a car capable of winning, a crew chief who knows what he's doing, a team who's all young and hungry, and uh, a chance to prove ourselves. Yep. Yep.
0: It's uh, it's got to change. I'm going with Ryan Priest as well this weekend. Uh, Give me Priest. Give me the Priest. What's What's Does Ryan Priest have a nickname?
1: Yeah, Priest Lightning. I don't know how he feels about that. Like I'm never going to call him that. Uh, but
0: yeah, the- we'll call it to him and see if he punches you. That that's that'll tell you if he likes it or not. <laughs> actually, go up to him and say, "Hey, Kyle Larson called you, Priest Lightning. Is that cool?" Or is like, I don't know. Kyle said it. I didn't say it. I'm I'm saying what Kyle said. Do a priest about it. I'll just
1: stick to calling him Ryan. We're on, we're on first
0: name basis. <laughs> I like Priest Lightning though. That's pretty cool, man. That's That's yeah. neat. Uh, No F1 this weekend. We have like a month off of F1 because after Australia, there was a two-week break, and then it was supposed to be China. And then after China, there was a two-week break, and then it's Azerbaijan, I think. Uh, The Chinese Grand Prix got canceled um, because they didn't have enough people to work in. I don't know. It's communist China. Whatever. Who cares? Uh, I don't want to go there and race anyways. So we have like a month off for F1. I don't miss it at all. I don't miss the Chinese Grand Prix at all. Uh, But IndyCar does race this weekend. IndyCar is at Long Beach. I completely missed uh, last weekend. Joseph Newgarden uh, won the IndyCar race a couple weeks ago. I completely missed that. I don't don't know how it wasn't on my schedule, Um, but I I completely missed the PPG 375 for the IndyCar. Uh, Joseph Newgarden takes it. Pato Award finishes second. This weekend is Long Beach, though. On what is that? Saturday, Sunday at three thirty. I love Long Beach. It's one of the prettiest road courses that I think uh, IndyCar goes to. It's it's absolutely gorgeous. Um, so Long Beach, the IndyCar. Do you have a you have a favorite there at Long Beach, Matt?
1: Uh, it's about time Scott McLaughlin won a race, isn't it?
0: Sort of what I was thinking too. Yeah, yeah. He uh, it's it seems about time for either McLaughlin or Roman Grosjean who. Uh, had a phenomenal opening uh, run.
1: Yeah, those two drivers are the reason that they both do- probably don't have a win yet. So Yes, yeah.
0: One of those two would have won in, uh, in St. Pete, uh, but they took each other off. So I'm going to go, I, if you go with McLaughlin, I'm going to go with Grosjean who uh, who started the year strong but unfortunately came together with Scott McLaughlin and I, I seriously thought they were going to, thought that was going to get a little physical after that ring, but that, uh, it did not. Matt, you got anything else to add on the podcast this week, man? No, I'm
1: going to go finish enjoying my day off. I got some iRacing cars I'm going to work on. So, uh,
0: Ooh, nice. Nice, nice, nice. Yep, that's what I'll be doing. Awesome. Well, we'll look forward to watching you at Martinsville this week. Go Priest Lightning. We will be, I'll be cheering for him. My son will be cheering for Chase Elliott, though. I'll throw him out of the house when he does, <laughs> uh, like, a, like a proper father. Uh, but <laughs> he is Matt Ridgway. I am Bryce Sparling. We will see you all next week. Same time, same place.